3: Yota Speed the Sportive, episode 327, I think. The whole crew is here. Uh, we've got John. Hi, John. Brandon. Hello. Hello. We've got Stu and every single person in his apartment building meeting in the back of the party room. Uh, that's a very high quality microphone. It's picking it up it is. everything. You know,
2: what, you know, it's a from Stu's. Best Buy, one of the my favorite retailers, probably the top five retailer, honestly it's a fantastic retailer it's an artistic
1: choice to record in the middle of a real estate conference. <laughs>
2: that's that is what we're talking about how did you know oh goodness um anyway good to be here guys getting roped into a timeshare and recording a podcast <laughs> at the exact same time
3: that's incredible uh and chicken finger 69 is also in the house how you doing buddy
4: what's up fuckers
3: what is up? Okay, so we're recording this Tuesday evening. I have no idea what's going to happen with... Uh, we're going to start with the Twins. I have no idea what's going to happen with this team, potentially even while we're recording. But we are essentially right now in what I think we all hope is baseball purgatory. Right. So they, they brought in a win-now move with Sonny Gray, the pitcher, and got rid of a, a very highly coveted uh, first-round pick. So that felt good. I think we all felt that was promising. At least they're trying to win. And then they immediately got rid of good players and brought in bad players to get rid of a bunch of payroll. They went down like $40 million or something. And so now we're not sure what to believe. The smart people, uh, not us, uh, smarter people than us, immediately deduced if that's all happening and they're clearing the deck, they're going to be bringing in a couple more studs to win. Now we would never have traded away our, our glorious, beautiful first round pitcher in order to rebuild. This happened like two days ago and we have now been on pins and needles and nothing else has happened. Is that fair and right? That's all correct. Correct. (sighs) Okay, so I want to know your reaction uh, in, I think there's a few scenarios to play out. And I think I'm pretty sure what the reaction is for this scenario one, but I'm going to ask Chicken. Scenario one is nothing else happens. We rage, right?
4: Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. What would be another option? Like, you either rage or you just stop caring.
3: This would be it. This would be the most asinine, insane (laughs) thing we have ever heard.
4: It's not. Oh, it's fine. No, I understand. They an, a ninety million dollar payroll is fine. Um, ninety million
3: or, and a less dra- one draft pick. So it's yes. kind of shitty in both directions in that in that regard. That's an 0 for two.
4: They uh, that would not. So they would have gotten worse at catcher, gotten worse at third base. Yeah. Um, I, we don't know who the shortstop they. Do not have a shortstop. I guess Polanco would be the shortstop question mark. Or, uh, I, I think that,
1: that new Yankee guy who sucks. He
4: doesn't I really play
3: shortstop
1: at, though, right?
4: Well he's a third, I thought.
1: But... Yeah, well people say, well, he he's willing to play shortstop. Well, well so it's am the I. Difference between, well, yeah. <laughs> if it's the difference this... between having a job and not having a job, of course he's willing yeah. to play
4: shortstop. I don't think he's very good at it. Um and they got a better starting pitcher, but they reduced payroll by forty million, like you said. No rage would be
1: the only option. The only option. This or apathy. Uh, As a Timberwolves fan, apathy. I can't stress enough that both anger and apathy are legitimate choices. Right. Yeah. That's
3: they would true. not
4: desert, They have not earned the benefit of the doubt.
1: If, no.
3: In no.
4: any way, after forty years or whatever it's been of this. Well, what
1: was what was their last good move? Resigning Nelson Cruz. Mm. The mm. second time around?
4: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a great question. This, op- this front office's last good move.
1: Uh I mean, I thought signing you. Donaldson was a good move, but that was two years ago, it's, three it's years Nellie, ago? It's Nelly Cruz. It but it it's, didn't work out. I mean, I mean, originally I thought it was a good move.
4: The Josh Donaldson did not work, head, so yeah, that's didn't not work out. Yeah, it didn't out. Uh, Well,
3: I guess if you want to package up the idea of trading Barrios away, getting two stud prospects and then trading one prospect and getting basically Jose Barrios back, essentially, they're very similar, almost the same pitchers. You can talk yourself into something being good there. But again, you'd kind of have to explain it in a complicated way, which is not a great sign. If you're really like, well, if you add this up, we kind of traded this guy for that guy. I don't know. I mean...
1: You would also because, have to ignore that Barrios is now under contract for like seven years with Toronto, whereas Sonny Gray has one year left on this contract. And again, Barrios is very good. Yeah. We like good
3: players. We'd like them on our team. Michael, I do. I would love both. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like that at all. So, And we got rid of two catchers who were serviceable, for one catcher who might not even be a catcher anymore. I think he might be a, a
1: DH. Mm-hmm.
4: And, yeah. Correct.
1: Well, I mean, let's be fair to Gary Sanchez. He, he cannot field. it's well known that he's a terrible fielding defensive catcher, but over the last four years, he also can't hit. He's been in, <laughs> he's been in a slump since 2017. That's fair. He got COVID fair. 17 and, <laughs> and it's really affected him <laughs> for the last four years. He's a trendsetter. Ooh. And I hate him. I I just hate Gary Sanchez so much. I've hated him forever. I hate him now. I hate I hate that he's on. I my hope when they were wheeling dealing the other night was that they traded for Geo underwear and um and Sanchez. And I was hoping that they would immediately flip Sanchez for you know or biology or
4: whatever. Sounds like they're trying. Like In
1: the NBA, if you traded for Gary Sanchez, the immediate thing would be you would buy him out. He's not on the team.
3: Yeah, he's he's never going to suit
1: up for us. Yeah, okay.
3: So, John, I'm going to represent... I'm just going to pretend... No, <laughs> that's your that's your job, John. You know that you're the mom role player. Um, I am gonna just for just for shits and giggles represent a fan who has not been paying a ton of attention to baseball last year or maybe even the year before. Right. I'll just pretend that's me, just for fun. <laughs> and I, you're saw... representing
1: what we call the chicken fingers. That's me. You're you're me wings exactly, of the Twins right? Fan base. So
3: yeah. when I first saw, uh, we traded Donaldson away for Gary Sanchez and, uh, geo underwear, as you called him, I was like, Hey, I know those two names. I wonder if they're awesome. And I was kind of excited. And then I went and looked and I was like, Oh my God, they're both pretty bad. They're not good at baseball anymore. This is a complete salary dump. I had no idea because I hadn't been paying that close of attention. So I was, I was briefly like curious, at least like my curiosity peaked. And now I'm still. I now I'm back into getting ready to rage. Like I'm not. I'm just sharpening the knives.
1: Just getting ready. I'm doing push ups, A little pump. It's just it's it's extremely strange to start out looking at the roster and going, all right, what well, we really need, we need a lot of pitching, mm-hmm. but we also don't have a shortstop. And then on day one, you trade for a shortstop, an unarguable deal, but yep, at least an understandable one. And then by the next day, you don't have a shortstop. You have maybe the worst of the four potential catchers <laughs> that you could have had yeah. starting back on day zero. You And you have a third baseman that's probably the third best third baseman in your farm system now. I don't. It's just it's not even like everyone talks about, well, this is like a, a dollar for three quarters kind of trades, but it's not even it's like trading a dollar for a a Baseball card of Rick Williams from the Brewers in 1986. It just it has no value and no redeeming quality of any kind.
2: But the card says mm. "fuckface" on it, so you're probably <laughs> that in is good. good shape there.
3: Okay, so that's scenario one. We agree to rage. Scenario two, that also it seems more. I don't think that scenario one seems as cynical as even we are. I just right now I can't I can't buy that they're that incompetent. I know that they're. Not great, but not so far. That seems like an absolute, unbelievably bad swing. How about scenario two, Stu? What if we sign Trevor Story and that's it? And that's it. That was the big move. We're not raging at that point, right?
2: I think you're at least... You you don't have the Molotov lit, but you have the bottle packed with oil and rags. Does that make sense? yeah. I mean, you're, then you're, then your shortstop is taken care of. You're good. Um, and you clearly have the money to make that move. But you still have no starting. I mean, okay, one starting pitcher and a bullpen that is empty. So you still have a lot of needs left, even with a very good shortstop. So I, I'm not raging, but I am I'm prepared to rage. I am right. on the press. I'm on the precipice,
3: the a precipice, rage, of precipice rage.
2: if you will. And I will.
3: You will. You will. Uh, I think that's I think that sounds right for me, too. Um, and I don't know who it was on Twitter, but a lot of folks were like, well, this is all leading to getting Trevor's story. And the point was, OK, like that's that's good. He's great. But that's not every, Like, should not be not the only
2: ones trying to get him. There's, right. Somebody could like blow him away with an offer. It's not a given that the twins are going to get him. Which is so and insane then to plan? me.
3: Why would you do this deal unless you were completely positive?
2: Unless they were so... I mean, they could not have been that desperate to get rid of Josh Donaldson's salary. There's. It just, makes
3: no sense. He's not making
2: $80 million a year. No. no like I mean, it's, it's it. And I mean, I love... I mean, obviously, yeah, as a card-carrying liberal, I love Hamilton, the musical. So I'm glad they're giving Lin-Manuel's cousin a chance. That's great. Because he's going to get his... Shot. It deserves it. God damn it. I'm sorry. I don't He's even want like gonna... musicals. You know that. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I I don't understand it. I don't see why they were trying to get rid of Donaldson's salary like that. I don't get that part of it. Um and again, if story was a done deal, the deal should be done, right? It's been forty-eight hours.
3: Too long. It's been too long. Yeah. Okay, so we are in scenario one, full on rage. Scenario two, rage precipice. Scenario rage three, precipice, yes, rage precipice. John, scenario three, we get Trevor's story, and we swing another couple prospects for a half decent number three starter or something like another good. Immediately oh, slot oh. him into the rotation.
4: Which prospects? Yeah it is is it Austin? Matthews or whatever the hell that Austin no, Martin, if Austin
3: Matthews it? is involved uh we we rage again unless we get a full number one like this is like a, our our 11th best prospect for like a like a sunny gray light trade I, do I don't think have the matters. actual names
4: I'm not, and I I only bring it up to, it's not a joke I guess it, I, I do mean it the, the yeah. prospects matter right I mean if they they could go land somebody right now if they're willing to give up one, two, and three in their system
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, if they can land a number two starter, a number three starter without giving up their one or two or three guys.
3: Is that what you want? You want us to get after it?
4: I'm just laying the groundwork for John to either be happy or sad or indifferent or horny. I, I don't I mean you can be so many you want, things. I mean, yeah,
3: there's I mean, so many emotions is absolutely Man. impossible. John, if we get Montes from the A's, how horny would you be?
1: Not that <laughs> you're old. You're an old dad. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> thrill is Bare- good. Barely aroused, I guess. I don't know. Sure. sure. I, I mean it's the they they have so few pitchers and so many pitching prospects that mm-hmm if they had said, all right, we've got a billion pitching prospects. We're going to try some of them out this year. Even I don't think trading for Sonny Gray would be a good move in that scenario. They keep saying, Oh, Sonny Gray's a real competitor. He knows how to compete out on the mound. Bulldog goes out there and he takes a giant bite out of the baseball to start every game. And it really sets a great example for all the, all the young players, you know, all this stuff, whatever. (laughs) Sonny Gray is now the deputy pitching coach or whatever. That's fine. I, at least I don't think that's a good, I I don't think that's a good reason to trade a number one pick for Sonny Gray, but at least you could understand it. At least it makes sense, but to then follow it up with this bewildering series of moves to potentially shed salary or have worse players. I don't see. I don't see how any of that helps. Mm -mm. That part doesn't make any sense. And if, if you're going to go ahead and dump those guys so that you can free up salary in your self-imposed salary cap to go sign Trevor story. Then how, if you're, if you're willing to give in all this money to shortstop, how come they signed? No, none of the available free agent starting pitchers. Wouldn't that have been a better use for money than Trevor story? Yes. None of this makes any sense to me. Mm-mm.
3: Nope. They can save it. If they pull off, obviously, uh, Signing Trevor story. There's not even any other pitchers to sign at this point that are any good. So making a couple other trades and ending up with three good pitchers and Trevor story, then I'm back in. But again, if it costs us, costs us Austin Matthews,
1: that's not good. But I mean, the thing, the thing that strikes me is there's still like, like you say, there are four more trades away from having the fourth best starting rotation in the AL central. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cause right now, uh, boy, it's sunny gray. It's Bailey. Ober. Mm-hmm. It's Joe, John Ryan. Ryan. John Joe Ryan, John Ryan, Joe, Joe John. John, Joe Walsh, Joe, Joe, Walsh. <laughs> Joe, John Ryan,
2: uh, Alan Anderson, and Samuel Deduno just throwing those frisbees over there. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh now. But Billy Banks <laughs> is coming back. <laughs> if Dylan Bundy is on the table, Sam fucking Deduno is on the table. I oh, totally okay, forgot so, that they signed Dylan Bundy.
3: He's legitimately like the he's one of the five guys, and then it's like Randy D. We got Dobnak,
1: or we got uh, you know.
4: Bullpen bullpen by committee. If- um Dylan holy Bunny shit was
1: the fifth best starter on a team that was trying so hard to lose that they considered setting their own stadium on fire during <laughs> games to try to distract players and it's
3: march 15th by the way yeah like, they don't have much time to figure this out it's such a confusing <laughs> it's not they, absurd, had the, they had the it's lockout sure. but it wasn't like they put Ugh.
1: the push the season back oh and now it mm-hmm. starts may 1st you guys got a month and a half to figure this out right No, it so it's like a week later yeah, everyone's,
2: so everyone's dealing with the same season start as they are. They're just the ones who had no pitching. So they are like,
3: they are dudes like in training, like training camp right now, right? They're like playing long toss and then someone will be like, hey, come over here. You got to go over to Arizona now. We just traded you like in the middle of spring training, right? Isn't that like, because I saw the trade for, I don't know if it was one of whoever we've traded for, like immediately was in the Twins dugout. Just crazy shit, man. But we got to keep going. We got to get more guys. This is... And I also was confused at the projections that came out. I don't know if you saw. Fangraphs had the twins at 80 wins. And Baseball Reference had us at 84 wins. (laughs) And I briefly considered looking into how in the fuck they think we're going to win any games at all with this pitching staff. And I flew into a blind rage and wasn't able to actually go check. But I'm (laughs) very confused. And how they think this pitching staff is going to get them even to sixty-five wins? Yeah, I, I don't know. They, they must be very bullish on again Ober and jo- Joe John Ryan, who like might had a be, couple
1: of good starts, but they're not like the two and three starters. The other thing to remember is they might be two starters short of being a legitimate major league team. But they also need five relief pitchers. <laughs> yeah. it's,
4: it's important to remember that their bullpen is just as bad.
1: Absolute garbage.
3: I'm not even going to embarrass myself by trying to come up with names in the bullpen. I'll just admit no, it. I don't know who's in the bullpen.
1: Check your I mailbox, know. Brandon. You might be one of them.
3: Yeah, I'd say. You are might you? Be call- are you this
1: looks, it looks like you, your house, but are you doing this call from Fort Myers? I've been, been doing a lot of lap pull
3: downs just in case. You never know. Oh <laughs> God. Ugh. Okay, so we're agreed. We're uh, we're we're I think Rage Precipice seems to be the mood for all of this. Right. Um Buxton is healthy.
2: God, that's, that's good. I'm, I am really excited and hopeful about Buxton this year. So I'm really worried that the next injury is going to be really bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really worried about that. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, that is that is my cause for optimism this year. Is that I think he feels like he's set up to have a monster year, which is also why I'm scared because mm-hmm. I don't trust my feelings and my emotions right now. <laughs> no, because you're I from Central Minnesota. Because I am from Central Minnesota.
3: Lin-Manuel Miranda might be a really, uh, a stud. So that's, that's positive.
2: He was I mean, very he, good last year. Yeah. He, he hit the hell out of the ball wherever he went. So that's, that's really positive. And you know what my favorite
1: thing about Lin-Manuel Miranda is
2: he, not only is he, he,
1: an amazing hitter, he looks like the baseball players of my youth that smoked a lot of cigarettes and didn't go to the weight room that often because it was just going to make them bulky.
3: You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, Balk was bad for a few years there. And then it was very right. good.
1: He just He just a sort of a he's a he's a 1980s baseball player looking guy and I like it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Not quite at the level of Williams Estadio, but on that level. Those are the
3: only two positives I can come up with right now for the entire team. I mean, I'm scared for Joe John Ryan and Bailey Ober because they were go- they they were very promising last year. That can't continue. You know, there's no way they're both. We both, we hit on both those guys this year. That's scary to me. Same with Polanco. Who's so good. Worries me. Can't do that twice.
1: You know, know, I I also want to mention something that my brother said the other day. He, he just sort of casually referred to the curse of Greg Gagne for the twins at shortstop. Mm. And it made me realize that other than for like Christian Guzman for about three months in 2001, yeah, it's just been a never ending series of underperforming twin. Oh my god, steps.
2: just oh, terrible. Well, he like uh... was an
1: amazing baseball player, and then he came to Minnesota and he oh, I, man. he
2: hit 150
1: that year. And, and then they
2: had then they traded him, and he like was putting up MVP numbers for three years. Yeah. And we had oh god, Jim Hoey. Jim Hoey, everyone remember Jim Hoey? I sure don't. It's some guy named Brett <laughs> Brett Johnson or something. John Bretson, actually. John they brought Bretzen. in Adam
1: Everett, who was a defensive wizard, and he immediately
2: started making three errors a game. Yeah. He kept hitting 180. That's important. Kept he had the consistency. He spelled the uh, name wrong on his jersey. Or the, two and a half feet He Minnesota tall. wrong on his jersey.
3: <laughs> he used a 19-inch bat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It was a mini bat.
3: No power. Uh, who was the the what, the what guy I hated the most? Um, Andrews Simmons? Yes. Actually, you're right. He's number one for sure. I also did not like, was it Jose Castro, Juan Castro? Very smooth, but just sucked. Mm, Yeah. Just very smooth looking, but also ineffective. Tricked a lot of people into thinking he was good. You know? There was Brendan Harris. Oh, man. Brendan Harris. (laughs) He was the poor man's Pete Florimone. Oh, man. We got into the remembering some guys part of the podcast a lot sooner than I was expecting. I thought maybe it'd take us a few minutes, but here we are. Uh, okay, I want to do a lightning round because we have other sports we need to get to. Uh, ranking the rules. Uh, so
1: I think let's Can go. Re- yeah, recap for us the rules.
3: There are new. There are new rules uh, in in the in MLB this year. Some of coming up next year. I'm going to say it. I need you to give me a ranking from six, which means totally flaccid, to twelve, which is full on midnight. Rock okay. hard boner rules. We'll go by the boner rules.
4: The BRs. Um, boner
3: yeah, the BRs. Uh, all right, chicken, you're up. Universal mm-hmm. DH.
4: I don't know what that means. What does universal mean? Oh, oh leagues?
1: We, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, three
1: <laughs> pointing backwards.
3: Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I'd call somebody.
4: <laughs>
3: all right. Well, Sure.
4: I don't, it's, it means I don't care.
3: It doesn't mean anything to us, obviously, but, uh, it, it, I think
4: why I don't care is because we've got the DH, we've had it since before I was born. Uh, I don't give two shits about the national league.
3: No. So I'm going to get, I'm going to put an over under on the amount of time you spend watching the national league pre playoffs. I'm going to say maybe 30 seconds.
4: Like, yeah, it's like
3: while you're waiting some, for takeout, somehow randomly a Cubs game is on and you <clears> throat> glance throat> at it and you go, all right, cool. My food's Cap- here.
4: capital one commercial. Maybe they throw, <laughs> they have like some odd highlight in their promoted ad. Yeah.
3: Freddie Freeman is doing progressive or something. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay.
4: That's it.
3: Drunk okay. in
1: Wisconsin and the brewers are on one of these things.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that's the best. Uh, okay. One. Stu, you're up. Um, back to regular extra inning rules. Uh, the ghost runner is gone. Um, eleven. Okay, that that's I good love. for you.
2: All right. I love. Yeah, just just play a normal game. Yes, it's just the Dude, it's so stupidest gimmicky. rule that baseball is remains.
3: Yeah, eleven. Uh, John, uh, double headers are nine innings again. <laughs> uh, not applicable. Did you know Six. that they were seven for a couple of years? I, <laughs> I did. well, I really did. I, I I learned a lot reading through understand. just the regular rules today, prepping for this. I was like, no shit. <laughs>
1: Seven-inning <laughs> double-headers? I'm <five>. <laughs> The thing was, I mean, there was, like, 2020, there were so many random things that happened that I couldn't keep track of them anymore. Like, you could have told me, oh, that year, double-headers were five innings, and all games were seven innings. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, I, I know. think I remember that. I think I remember that every game was a seven-inning game back here. Okay, yeah, yeah not applicable
3: is, is very fair. You're saying yeah. whatever position, whatever time it is beforehand is the same time after I learned that. Right. <laughs> if I was seven 30, it's still seven 30. Yeah, there's still no right there. There's no, <laughs> no difference. Okay. Chicken. Um, uh, more playoff teams.
4: Um, negative, negative. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. So bad. six negative 40. Okay.
3: Yeah. So let me, I don't even know if I have this right. So, um, I, nobody actually thinks we're right about any of this sort of stuff. So that's fine. Um, but I, here's what I read. And I think it's true. There are six playoff teams per league. There used to be uh, five with the play-in or whatever that one game, whatever it was. So now there's six sort of like old football rules where the top two seeds get buys and then the other four teams play each other. The four teams who play each other, it's a best of three series where all three games are at the top seeds field. Did you guys know this? I I was just fat. I had no idea. This seems this is so stupid.
1: It's also so tired like, of it. Like
3: we're it. baseball guys. None of us have any fucking clue. And this is a no. very important change. It's super
1: important. There I don't, is it's huge. There is a 162 <laughs> damn game season.
3: It's 162,
4: 162 games. games.
1: It and we're going to have six teams make the playoffs. This is.
3: <sighs> and we like baseball. I love watching playoff baseball. I do not want more baseball. No, I am
1: fully at this point. I am fully in favor of going back to no divisions. There are 15 yeah. teams in the AL, 15 teams in the NL. <laughs> yes. And then we have the World Series between the top yeah, teams in each done. league. Yes, it's the Mets, absolutely.
4: It's the Dodgers and Yankees every year, we have no chance. And I'm yeah. fine with it. Fine, I'm fine, fine with that. The less less hope would do us better good. Yeah, the sixth six playoff, playoff team really Canceled means the, the Twins can get in. We no like, longer have the World
3: Series. Alone.
1: I'm fine with it. This has gone too far.
3: Okay, so here's what happens. So the two bye teams. Best of three, all home games. Angry. I can't I'm, let you finish. The only thing I like about that is I like all home games being in the top seed rather than having to the one, whatever. I like that a tiny bit. The next that now we're at, now we're at four, you know, cause the winners go on. It's then it's just a best of five and then it goes to best of seven after that. So it's a three game, a five game and a seven game. the The changing numbers makes me angry as well. I don't <laughs> know why exactly. It's just too many numbers. I'm angry about that too. Okay. So what I love
1: is that after a 162 game season, if you have more randomness in the playoffs, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm really excited about that.
3: It's so So. shitty. It's really bad. Okay. So we all agree. That's a full on 6 PM for all of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. um, These other, these other rules are, I think as I read it, um, uh, Washington post, They're not completely confirmed, but they most likely will be on a vote or something or other starting in 2023. So, so the following season. So when that happens, Stu, give me your time. Bigger bases.
2: What? Uh, Like, so like, (laughs) why, why? (laughs) Who cares? Are our feet bigger now? bigger bases are they <laughs> running in clown shoes is what is the what's like flopping around in like like yeah. the flippers you have for i have bags? not heard
4: this what the fuck are you talking <laughs> bigger ba- are you certain like something like skittles with like oh we're, we're bigger it's a and
3: promotion like... yeah just a funny commercial um it's for sho- like yeah for sho- shoes. Okay. What, is what are they you trying guys, to address you seem like, mad at me i <laughs> no i am I mad
4: know. at you
2: <laughs> I why would you bring this up
4: this is the, like, it's 300. Know this, messenger. A man's words counts for something. Right. here, it, Before you say what you're about to say, you will be held accountable.
3: Oh, boy. Uh Okay, so there's two things <laughs>
1: that they I say. I just want to stop and this say is... for a second, I'm impressed how well Chicken has the movie 300 memorized. <laughs> I mean, fully memorized.
4: It's <laughs> paraphrased. <laughs> oh, God. God. We just and, and believed
1: I, it. We're like, oh, yeah, that's wrong. Word that's, for I word. It's like, man, read. that movie came out 20 years ago, and he's just repeating this whole <laughs> thing. Like. Maybe he watches 300. That would actually explain
4: a lot now that I'm thinking about he it. He said it You're with right. the
3: confidence, though, that he knew every single word. Yeah. So we just were like, oh, I wow. I through
4: life. I, you nailed I, it. spent all day doing that. That's yep. all I do all day. I've got a lot of practice.
3: Confidence. I have
4: no idea what I'm talking about. Just say it confident. Like uh-huh. a ref. That's what refs do. Just That's scream right. something. They're wrong. Yeah. But if you yell it, you look authoritative.
3: It does work. Uh, okay. So there's two rule. There's two reasons that the bigger bases they think is going to make a little bit of impact. Um, one I think makes sense, and one of them is really fucking stupid sounding. Um, I'll start with the one that makes sense. Uh, one thing that fans have complained about is dudes. Uh, with this new instant replay, break it down frame by frame. Bullshit is that guys over slide over the base every once in a while. This will help them a little bit no, less likely. That's,
4: you were wrong. That is stupid. That's oh, a stupid reason. Well, don't slide so far. The next yeah. one's
3: going to be worse. Okay. Uh, They think that
1: (laughs) if you build a monument for second base, instead of having a base, you can just have like a a thing you can touch. You slide into second base. You're not over,
2: over (laughs) one of those maps they put on the water. Rather
4: than forcing them, telling them stop sliding so far, we are going to make the bases (laughs) bigger.
1: Yeah, or it's not like be much bigger. It's
4: gonna be like an inch bigger.
3: Oh, how yeah, about like don't have your this instant a... replay break down like a fucking Zap- Zapruder film every stolen yeah. base? And yeah, how about that? But no, they didn't want to do that. And the other one is so right now. I think they're don't quote me on this one, but I think they're like twelve inch wide bases. So actually, so the the distance between bases is not ninety feet; it's eighty eight feet, right? Because they've got a foot. So they think if they go to like eighteen inches. Now the distance, stop, do not yell at me. Now the distance you fuck. I'm we're on video for this call and you're, you're mad. This is not me. What the people are saying, not Brandon, what the people are saying, not taco, not Poochie. Watch yourself. What What the people are saying is that now if they make it 18 inch base, now the, the distance between the bases is not 88 feet, it is 87 feet. And if you take that, that means now guys are going to try to steal more bases.
4: Oh my God.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to do the math, but like 88 to 87 (laughs) feet.
1: 1.1% closer or
3: whatever. 1.1 is how I would generally do the math on that one. They think that 1.1% is the difference between... You know, the 80s when guys were stealing, they're attempting like four steals a game. And now when it's like seven steals a month or something, they think that 1% is going to get to the data, the scientist, analytics, nerds, the number crunchers. And it's going to make them decide. Now we have the incentive to try to steal more bases again. Again, there's a thousand ways to try to get guys to steal more bases. Right now, they think one foot. Maybe maybe they're right. I
1: remember back like two decades ago when Tiger Woods was first good at golf, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of discussion about courses like Augusta national, like for the masters, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden Tiger Woods is out there, bombing drives and hitting like a pitching wedge into these par fives. And if baseball people ran Augusta national back then they would have marched out to the famous 13th hole and taken the T markers and moved them two and a half feet farther (laughs) back. And been like, there we go. That'll do it. Yeah. That's fine, nailed it. Now let's see Dyer play this course.
3: We hacked the system. So, Stu, what's your vote? Oh. This is the dumbest
2: <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Why? Oh, I mean, God. this is so dumb. No, just just I, the, the, when, big, I first, the, when, when I first when I first heard normal. about making the bases bigger,
1: I honestly thought it was like the softball base. Where mm-hmm. he got the double base at first, yeah, and nobody gets stepped yeah. on. There,
4: yes, that's like, not it. All right, no, yeah,
1: I don't remember people getting stepped on a lot,
2: but at least it makes sense.
4: It doesn't fundamentally change the game really in any way. In any yeah, there have the been major. some bad
2: collisions at first base in the majors. Yeah. If, if they can get rid of that, that's fine. Okay, that's sure. fine. Yeah, no, these are all the bases. This base. and, Yeah, does it and
4: include and home base? Like, a home, this is a base, not a plate. that can the, the
2: plate. Plate's the same. Oh, yep. Yeah, because that, that impacts the strike. Uh, so I don't want to talk yeah this makes me you know, so I'm angry
4: done.
3: i honestly would exp- i would have respected them more if uh the- oh boy we lost chicken
1: <laughs> chicken literally just getting <laughs> meltdown through the headset and just <laughs> i was slamming on highlights he and he left. Highlights.
3: he's enough oh man just poor guy around. just just walking, <laughs> just walking <around. laughs> no one can see it
2: oh he did the chair spin he she did, the-, just, he did yeah. the chair spin If you're familiar with uh, Dean Evison over the course of the wild losing streak, that's basically what he's been doing the entire time.
3: (laughs) Now I would have respected them more if they made the bases like three feet wide, just really go fucking whole hog. They went from 12 inches to 16 inches or 18 or whatever. They show a picture of it and they're like, they're so much bigger. And I'm like, are you fucking nuts? No, they're not. Three feet wide and two feet high. That's what I want. That would have been like, okay, let's get nuts. You, know what? you want to get weird? Let's get weird. No, they didn't get weird. They got mildly less normal. A tiny bit less normal. Okay, so we agree on that one too. John, uh, the second to last one, then we'll move on. Uh, this was supposed to be a lightning round. Didn't work out.
4: Um, <laughs> no, no, not a lightning, lightning
2: round at all, sir
3: if I want to do lightning round, it should have been less stupid shit that I was trying to explain to you. Right. You go, Oh, you know, I, fine. Let's move I on. I have a
4: actual lightning round at the very end of this that I have, I've have developed here on the go on the fly. We'll do a very quick lightning round that plays into the one of Stu's uh, proclivities. So oh, um, go ahead. Let's finish oh, this. Oh
3: boy. Thing. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to write that in this agenda. So we don't forget it. Thank um, you
4: know it's at the end of this twins. Thing.
3: Oh, at the end of this one. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Um, John defensive shifts. They're going to be limited. The, They're not what is allowed. The rule?
1: How are they going to limit it? The,
3: the, uh, the devil's
1: in the details on this one.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to make this up because I don't know. Um, two infielders okay. so they, on each side of second base but as the pitch starts like or something.
1: All right, Here's right. I've, I've been thinking a lot about this. I'm fully on record as saying I hate the idea of banning defensive shifts because the idea of a hitter being like, man, I want to hit the ball over there. And there's a fielder standing there. That seems ridiculous to me. Uh-huh. But the one thing I think I will accept, the more I think about it is saying, all right, you need to have four fielders when the pitch is thrown with at least one foot on the infield dirt, take away the, the, the guy who's standing 200 feet from the plate in right field. Okay. I, I I'm okay with that. I can, I can get behind that, but the, Two people on each side of second base. I don't see that seems dumb to me. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think that's fine. It's not really a hill that I think anybody really should die. And if you look at the numbers of batting average of balls in play over the years, even though these shifts look extreme when you're watching baseball, they actually haven't amounted to as much as you'd think. It's not like some of these guys who are dead pole hitters all of a sudden used to hit 300 and now hit a 170 or anything it ends up being a little bit more on the margins than you'd think, which seems weird to me, but um, I think that's at least what I've seen. So I I, I guess I'm with you, John. I don't really, it's one of those things too, where I feel like I agree on the problem, but not on the solution. I agree that the problem is there's not enough balls in play, but I don't think this is going to change a whole lot. I just, it seems like a margin play again. Eighty-eight feet I mean, to eighty-seven feet between bases, something like that.
1: Like, like you say, if if we're gonna do this, let's get stupid. Let's just get weird mm-hmm. and introduce some stupid rule of, all right. Now the batting team gets five at bats a game. They can make the defensive team have six infielders and one outfielder. Something I love that stupid like that. Just idiotic. It's They're dumb. very stupid. I love that, John. Well, but if we're gonna I, do something, if we're gonna do something mildly stupid, let's at least do something really stupid.
3: As you know, that's for years, I've, I've been on record of having this stupidest idea of, I think there should only be eight fielders these days.
1: All right. That's fine. That's just really eight. stupid. That's really fine.
3: stupid. Okay. Last one. Uh, back to you chicken. Uh, and I am pretty sure I know your vote on this one, but I just want to make sure pitch clock.
4: Yes. 1,000 rock hard bones, <laughs> just 80 Viagra, uh, yep. I don't At this know. point,
1: I don't even want a pitch clock. I mean, the pitch clock that they always have is like 20 seconds between pitches and two and a half minutes between innings or whatever. Let's really get serious about this. There's a six second pitch clock. Mm-hmm. And if there's a foul ball, you got to go pick up the foul ball and get it back to the pitcher in that yeah. six seconds or it's a ball.
3: Oh, no. John, Joe, John Ryan stumbled on the way back to the mound. It's going to oh, be yeah. a ball it's ball for 12
1: seconds between Friends. innings. Six any seven. fielders who are still in between the foul lines when that 12 seconds are up are allowed to be beaten by they the get other They desperate they have
3: to, to do like field. fade away pitches just to run back to the mound and they're going the opposite direction and right. oh fuck
4: it. Pitching change? Well, bullpen guy, you better be standing sprint. right behind the mound. You better be yeah. ready. Ready. <laughs> it's like a it's 12 change.
1: seconds until the next <laughs> pitch. So, good luck. Yep.
3: Like move him to third base for one pitch just right beforehand just in case I yep. hope the ball doesn't get hit to him so we can sprint down to the mound. That's right.
4: Yep. 6 seconds.
3: Love it. Okay. Actual lightning round. Over to you, chicken.
4: Uh, All right. We have talked about two things. We have uh, discussed uh, how we don't know anybody in the Twins' bullpen. We know very few, if any. We've also touched on Stu's love of politics. Oh, Um, no. no. So we are going to play a quick lightning round game of, is this a Twins' candidate for the bullpen? Or a candidate for the late Jim Hagedorn's special <laughs> election for Minnesota House of Representative District One.
3: District One, the the okay. district <laughs> we all know and love. I okay. definitely know what district
2: that is.
4: I believe it's my district now. I think. Yes, oh boy, it's Rochester. I think, oh no, uh, it's it changed. Uh, the
2: Driffles Area, Rochester.
4: Gerrymandering. <laughs> No, I don't I have no idea I just made that part <laughs> That's a great uh, gerrymandering. just gerrymandering. I have, I have, okay. yeah. All right. And with some of these twins names, uh I'm going to take a few liberties with the first name because they are some of them might be uh, kind of Hispanic and obviously that means they're not gotcha. not living they in
3: Rochester. Not yeah. living <laughs> in Lancaster <Lanesville>. necessarily.
4: <laughs> that, that's
2: right. Probably right. not.
4: Uh Dan Cologne
2: Um that is a twin.
4: <laughs> Right. Now Joe guess Mor- their real name.
2: That's Danny Columb. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm.
4: Joe Moran.
2: Uh Joe Moran is a politician.
4: <sighs> Brad Brad Finstead. That is a politician.
2: That is
1: the most pol- That's the most Minnesota politician <laughs> named ever. Brad Finstead R wherever. <laughs> R Wanamingo. Nick Vinstead. R Walker.
2: Nick Vincent, boy, Ooh. that's tough. Ooh, that's actually an edgy indie film director that Brandon went and saw at South by Southwest in 2013. <laughs> it was a thing about vampires who are also drug addicts. They were so um, hot back then. No, that's. <laughs> I think that is a pitcher. Ooh. Oh crap!
4: That's correct. Uh, oh, oh wow! Wow, Richard Richard Painter.
2: Uh Dick Painter? That's a that's that is a politician. I remember I know who Dick Painter is.
4: Uh There's Charlie a short ba- title there. Charlie Barnes.
2: Charlie Barnes is a pitcher.
4: Ian Gabo,
2: Pitcher. His dad was a cricket player, John. Oh but not wow. as good as everyone thinks. No.
4: Ken Novitsky.
2: Ken Nowitzki, uh politician. Gotta be.
4: Jeremy Munson. Ooh. Politician. Yeah.
2: No way, really? Yes. Really? Yes. state legislator. You're a
4: genius. Bob Carney.
2: Oh, Bob Carney. Boy, that's a toughie. I'm gonna go politician, but I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in it.
4: Uh yes. Nice. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> you're, goodness. You're killing us. We're gonna we're what done. a
1: performance.
3: That was uh, incredible.
4: Andrew Elvers. Well, honestly, honestly, I don't even know right now.
3: He could be a politician. I mean, I'd vote for him.
2: (laughs) He moved to Manorville, you know.
3: I mean, his want to, his want to is... (laughs) You know, I did it on the diamond. I can do it for you in the courts. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: But but, but Andy, you you didn't do it on the diamond. I
3: know. <laughs>
2: no, I I did it for a couple of seasons in the Korean
3: league. No. You just weren't no. there. <laughs>
2: We're gonna secede from Cassin. We're simply Matravel now.
3: <laughs> wow! Eat shit, Cassin. Stu, that was an incredible performance. I didn't was have. Incredible. I didn't I have. have a, I, I will say, I didn't know any of them.
4: I don't think there was one of them.
3: Yeah, That was the wrong person to ask, probably. No, you're right,
4: but it was the right person to ask. I'm sorry.
3: You definitely proved your point with the rest of us. We are fucked. And the Twins will be bad, too. Okay. Uh, Should we move on?
2: I guess there's a whole other team that we all follow way too much that is also in the (laughs) midst of a overhaul.
3: Yeah, I don't know where to start with this one This is of course the uh, Minnesota Vikings um, Let me start here uh, Please, this,
4: this segue. please. Um, Should we ha- And I'll pose it as a question Even though I don't like asking questions I try to mind my own business um, <laughs> Do we have concern <laughs> Do we have concern That the new brain trust for the Vikings uh, Is in any way mirroring the twins brain trust in that Mm -hmm. in that the twins i think everyone was hopeful that we um transition from the old school terry ryan um ron garden hire old baseball men to these young wonks brandon loves wonks oh god they are east coast educated um highly analytical wonks young um coastal elites et- yes none of which they were brought in specifically to uh to develop pitching none of which has panned out really in any meaningful way um now the vikings are transitioning from rick spielman and and mike zimmer who I, I don't even their biggest proponents would say those are old school football men mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and transitioning away to young, uh, an offensive minded coach, a very young Princeton educated. I think he also went to Yale maybe.
0: I'm sure um,
4: I could, it doesn't matter. A highly educated, young analytic, highly analytical wonk. Um, my, my position has always been just because they're analytical and young and highly educated doesn't mean so everybody in baseball is that now, right? Yeah. Every exec yep. So it doesn't mean they're good. They just need to be way better than everybody else. Uh, that was my biggest concern. Um, and I don't know, it seems like it's maybe paying off. We just talked for an hour about how we can't figure out what the hell's going on with the twins. There does not appear to be a plan. Um, and if it is, it's suspect. Um, Hopefully it pans out. Should we be concerned that the Vikings are going down the same path? The twins pitching staff is no better than it ever was under Terry Ryan or uh, Ron Gardenhire. This new Vikings front office isn't making any moves any different than what Rick Spielman would have done. They just re-signed Kirk Cousins. They signed a free agent defensive tackle. Like they're doing exactly, like if you Spielman had done this, you would be like, oh yeah, that looks, seems like something he would do. Yep. So that's my segue.
3: <clears throat> it's possible. I think in baseball, there was such a trend toward that, that it was almost like, if you don't have one of these wonks, you're fucked completely. There's no one succeeding right now in baseball. Maybe you could talk yourself into the Royals for a couple of those years. But for the most part, the nerds won in baseball and the Polads realized it. And even those idiots who couldn't possibly care less were like, well, we got to get us a couple nerds ourselves. That's how it works. And they're like, well, these guys, love you, seemed- Hans. we love you,
2: Hans. <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: like, these guys seemed the nerdiest. Let's hire these two. And they did. They hired the nerds. And that was just the way it was. Football seems to be going that way, but not in the same exact, like it's, it doesn't seem to be as blatant or as fast or as, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be on on the forefront as much. So it doesn't strike me as like a Polad move of like, let's get some guys who seem to have the broad strokes of what we're looking for and let's move on. Football hires a bunch of old guys, um, all the time and that, and it works out. So it didn't seem to me like, oh, we got to get a young guy. We have to get a young offensive minded guy. Um, so that makes me a little not quite as nervous that these two are just hired because it's kind of a trendy move, but they fucking re-signed Kirk Cousins. So everything else doesn't matter at all. I don't care. I don't like them. I'm very angry. I will not be a, stop being upset until he's gone. That I think is my position right now. I've also had two beers.
4: <laughs> well, I, 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 one move I hadn't brought up was the hiring of Ed Donat, like this old kind of dinosaur defensive coach that stuck 30 years ago again a move that you'd be like yeah that seems like something Zimmer or Rick Spielman mm. would do and
3: I didn't know about this I don't um, know about this now I'm even more bummed
4: he's an Packer, old Packer fans just laughing at us like he was a, an enormous failure over there um what? yeah a packer yes.
3: retread as our defensive
1: coordinator
4: a packer failure
1: when when the sure. packers are laughing at you about a defensive coordinator you know that you have gone pretty yeah. far it's, down to the it's bottom it's gone sideways a
4: little bit Oof. like if they hired some young guy that was uh, you know the defensive uh d-backs specialist coach or something for packers and the packers are like aha we don't even know who this guy is like but you could say well maybe they know something we don't like maybe he's far more intelligent than it he, he hasn't been given the power something along the no sure. this guy this guy ran it he, had he the was power. given all the power and they were bad and he's old and he's crusty and like uh, what what exactly are are they doing that's really different than the previous regime Nothing,
2: Nothing. Well, I'll
1: tell you what they're doing different. This is a fact that I got from the delightful Michael Rand da- daily delivery podcast with Patrick Ricey. they have 26 assistant coaches right now.
4: That's that's not true. That's not true. 26 26 assistant coaches. They don't have 26. There are 53
1: guys on the roster. (laughs) They have one coach for every two players.
3: That's dedicated. That is. That's some hands on training.
2: Maybe that's the thing now. They got Greg Maniski back.
3: and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at com slash ACAST.
1: I can't, I can't think Greg The hardest thing to do with 26 assistant coaches... Well, the hardest thing to do would be to learn everybody's name. But the second hardest thing to do would be to come up with job titles for every one of those people.
3: Yeah. Or like, what are you doing all day? That would, that stresses me out just in, I mean, one of those guys could just never show up. You wouldn't know. Yeah. How would it's you ever so, know? Hey, where's so Dave? Good, Dave? I don't fucking know.
4: It's, it's so good. They built that TCO performance center in Egan. That many people wouldn't have fit in Eden Prairie. <laughs> They had, they wouldn't, they would have had they'd, to they'd have
2: storage containers
1: out back. Well, out Winter Park had it. seven offices and Bud Grant had two of them.
4: Where's the DUF <laughs> defensive coordinator? Well, he works out of uh, the Wi Fi at Fun Ruckers off of France. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, it's not a good start. I was hoping for some chaos.
4: I was hoping you could That's... talk me out of this. Now, no, there's their, no, we're
2: all with you on uh,
4: this. That's why you should be scared. Well, they haven't had the number of moves, really. It's a small sample size. But I'm looking for something that's innovative or
2: mm-hmm. something
4: that's like, ah, okay, I see this direction they're going there. So far, it's like going transitioning to a three-four. Well,
2: they're still so hard okay, up against the cap. I don't know if they can do anything necessarily.
4: Well, they're hard up against the cap. They just re-signed Kirk Cousins.
2: I know. So they put. I, I'm not arguing with you.
4: I'm saying like, so that's your move because you're hard up against the cap is to re-sign your highest-paid player.
3: I wonder if they looked at this roster and this team's performance and their you know, DVO ranking and all the other bullshit, uh, just a little bit beyond wins and losses, and said to themselves, you know, this team is not that far away. They could be good. If we just work our magic around the margins, get a little bit better at late-game situations or special teams or whatever and but by for the most part keep it fairly steady we could turn eight and seven into you know whatever it is um or no nine and eight where we, right. we, right. we not That's definitely not eight and seven nine and eight nine? seven eight and nine?
4: ten nine and eight sounds right
3: eight and nine and eight we could turn that into I was gonna say eleven and seven is where I uh and the beers. <laughs> um, we can go from 8 and 7 to 11 and 7. Sorry, that 10. would be seven. <laughs> Jesus. Um like turn out a couple wins, you know, turn it, turn sure. them into wins and talk ourselves into it. I was worried that they might think that and now I'm more worried that they definitely do think that's the answer to success is again, you look at even the Rams, like they they kind of stayed stayed fairly steady um over the years versus questions to blow it up. I really was hoping they wouldn't come to that conclusion. And I'm afraid that they may have. And I'm sad and bored simultaneously. You know, they'll get a offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or something in the draft and, you know, make a couple of trades here and there and a couple of cornerbacks. And then they just go in and it's the same team. Again. And they go as we know seven and four, and then they they go six and nineteen, and just the regular, you know, the regular wins and losses that we know.
2: They're still going to be a team with no depth if they win those close games. So they get the seventh wild card spot and get boat raised by Carolina next year. I mean, that's. And I just don't know how you can expect a thirty-four-year-old quarterback to suddenly become the MVP. No, it it makes none of it makes any sense. And it's just, yeah, I obviously you give them you give them a little more rope than you give the boy geniuses, but mm-hmm. it's not a great sure. start. It's not great. I mean, it's not a great, but I mean, again, you they are, they the cap is an issue for them. And they didn't help themselves by holding on to the quarterback who is the major cap issue for the entire fucking team. Yeah, so. they just don't hate him as much as all the fans do.
3: I mean, obviously, there no. was a couple of musical chair shuffles of quarterbacks. Last couple of weeks, um, obviously, uh, Russell Wilson went to the AFC. And I think there may have been something else. And someone was like, hey, Kirk Cousins is now like legitimately the fifth best quarterback in the NFC. Now is the time to trade him. Well, the other conclusion you could make if you wanted to be these guys is like we have the fifth best quarterback in the NFC. We should just keep him and run it back. And they just definitely are not as.
2: They're more infatuated with him as every fan who's ever watched him. Well, and I don't if he, know if he's the fifth best quarterback, that's great, but the sixth best quarterback isn't that far away from him, and he's probably 32 million dollars per year cheaper. Yeah it's just yeah he's just, he's, he's, it's just the the juice isn't worth the squeeze, as we like to say in the biz. It sure ain't, and we do. I'm in the biz <laughs> The business You're of squeeze in biz.
3: The squeeze and biz. <laughs> okay, there's the show title.
2: Somebody write that one down.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in the squeeze and biz.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, is there any other? Do you guys, I don't know if you have your finger in the pulse of the uh, NFL, but is there any other uh, looming chaos coming in with quarterbacks? Because I feel like there oh. was, at the start oh. of the season, it felt like there's a bunch of things that were going to happen.
4: So Deshaun like, Watson, I think.
3: That's Where, yeah, where that's, will he
4: land? That's probably the biggest one, right?
3: Watson's a big one. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Okay, that's fair. Uh, What about Baker Mayfield? To
1: have Jimmy Garoppolo on their team?
3: What about Baker Mayfield? I mean, there's I, they're all shitty quarterbacks, but I kind of like that every year everything shuffles around a little bit, and I just I don't know if the the musical chairs I hope haven't stopped because. I was
2: definitely hoping for more. Well, chaos Watson's got to land somewhere. Um, and so you think that will kind of domino effect. Yeah. And that's going to be like the messiest one. Obviously all the stuff hanging over his head, but yeah. um, Jimmy he's, but he's also the best of the mm-hmm. actual talent wise. He just has more baggage than all the other guys.
3: I think he's um, going to go to Carolina.
2: That feels like the right thing for him. Um, I have some sources.
4: <laughs> um. Ooh, I did not Kane look at Arnold.
2: <laughs> no, nah, God, he was a Jaguar. God damn it. I'm sorry. Nice try. <laughs> I gotta do better. I gotta be a Steve Smith as well. Steve I Smith, I, abo- yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Steve Smith.
4: Um I did not look at the Kirk signing all that closely. Does he have a no trade clause?
1: Yes.
3: I think that's right. They basically extended him for a year, helped their cap hit a little bit this year. So that was like what was good for the Vikings. But then what was bad for the Vikings was the no trade clause. And that is very <sighs> bad for the Vikings.
4: It's not good at all.
3: Mm-mm. Shit. Nope. <sighs> it's, it's,
2: it's. Someone might come with. I mean. No. Is, is the galaxy brain. Pl- is the galaxy brain play here is that they're just going to tread water until. Rogers leaves Green Bay and there's no one in the central to compete against. Yeah, but that's four years. Capital. Capital. So if no, that were the galaxy,
4: no, it's too, I like, I like your approach, I, but wouldn't the galaxy brain take in that scenario be um, get rid of Kirk now build, spend your next two seasons building so yeah. that when Rogers is gone, you are at your peak. Not yeah. that uh, Kirk yep. is gone. So maybe you draft, the best quarterback in the draft.
2: I'm, 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 I know I'm grasping. I'm like here, man. We're trying hard. Um, like
3: like the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, they have like three first round picks this year. They, they went with some sort of Jalen hurts who was like exciting, maybe not the future, but like at least keep them competitive. That's a good model. The Miami dolphins, they had like a thousand picks. That would be a good model too. What we're doing. Ain't that That's bad. I
4: don't know what we're doing. I Think it's status quo anything,
3: mm-hmm. change the
4: coaching <laughs> and the structure.
3: Yeah, and just, they they I'm were lost, they're talking themselves into that have being be the here. issue. <laughs> just, uh. Stu, you signed up for this real estate class, and you will attend <laughs> every second of this real estate class.
4: <laughs> here is so they're gonna make their moves this offseason, and, and by August, we'll know who all the players are, blah, whatever. What I'm waiting for is Zimmer's first interview. That's really all I'm waiting for this offseason is for mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer to give his first tell all. Like a and sixty I want minutes, to, a sit down. I don't want it. Sixty minutes is too is too milk toast. Okay. I want like Wendy Williams. <laughs> I want like I want it to be fucking like just <laughs> goofy. <clears throat> goofy, yeah. like I like want he it.
3: needs like Introducing Mike's, he walks on the stage. There's like music, yes. there's like Journey playing in the background, or some flips shit. Over, like
4: flips over a table.
3: Yeah, yep. he brings Maybe. out like a bottle of vodka with Wendy, just as like a, we're gonna let's fucking do this, Wendy. You punches and me.
4: punches the grip like the guy holding the microphone over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cue cards oh, rips them yep. in half. Yep, I want uh, a tell all. I want him to be like I don't know. A third of a bottle of scotch in, just yeah. enough his, where it's not slurring. But
1: it's his shoes
3: boring. are off. He's like, just socks are up on the. Yeah,
1: I gotta, I gotta say, if Mike Zimmer can drink a third of a bottle of scotch without slurring at all, I gotta, oh he can't. Get it.
4: Oh, you fucking kidding. Mike yeah. Zimmer can absolutely. He can't manage a clock, <laughs> but he can do that.
1: He can't remember not to call a timeout after the <laughs> other team's called a timeout, but. I mean, I, I
3: have respect for anybody. I drank two beers and don't even know what eight plus seven equals anymore. So I'm getting old. Okay. So there were a little bit of purgatory with uh, that team as well. Fair to say
2: not good. Yes. Mm. We're we're working through it. We're taking it one day at a time.
3: Oh man. But (sighs) Stu, you were so right. This salary cap,
2: there's nothing, there's no fireworks coming this year. No, but I mean, also, it it doesn't. If you don't know what you're doing, a lot of cap room isn't necessarily great because Jacksonville's just signing every third wide receiver, every like guy you got to fill out your fantasy roster with is on the Jacksonville Jaguars now for an incredible amount of money. Christian Kirk, the third wide receiver for Arizona, (laughs) four years, $80 million. He, yeah, insanity. If Was Christian him? Kirk is, like, no scratched
3: sense. right before the game, the line in Vegas moves 0.0, 0 points. <laughs>
2: Nobody gives a shit if he plays or doesn't play. If Do you need a receiver in week eight of fantasy, Christian Kirk is always going to be there. He's at the there. The free to yep. get. 17% rostered for six straight yep. years. Yep. It's And they've, like, signed seven other guys of that ilk. So no one knows anything. And I... I just, I just
3: I Maybe trying to give Trevor Lawrence a chance But I would think, again We've only seen this happen for like 30 straight years Maybe get some offensive linemen And don't worry so much about the skill guys I But what just, do we know?
2: No no one knows anything mm-hmm. I, It's just everything uh, uh. <sighs> mm-hmm.
3: Alright, should, uh, should we move it along? I would like to know just what is happening with the Minnesota Wild. John?
2: Their goaltending
3: sucks. Right. Yes.
2: They're scoring that, like I mean, roughly the same amount as they did when they were succeeding, correct? They're not like in a goal slump. Am I correct? I, in I,
1: that? I went and looked it up because I, I went and looked at the fancy stats because I thought, well, maybe there's something else going on. They, at one point, they had had the the highest five on five shooting percentage in the league. And so I thought, well, maybe their luck has turned. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. Marcus Felino is shooting about twenty percent at one point, which is extremely high. And so I thought, well, maybe this is all turned. But still five on five, they're one of the better teams in the league. But their goaltending is garbage. That and it has been for a month. And I guess the other thing that's going on is that their power play is also terrible. Um, I don't think their penalty kill has been much good either, but really it's just it, the basic truth is that Cam Talbot and Kapokak and have been among the worst goaltenders in the league. And it's, it's very familiar feeling because Devin Dubnik was the goalie for the wild for 103 years. And every year Doobers. they had, they had maybe the best defense in the league and the worst regular goaltending in the league. God bless Devin Dubnik, but it was just the same thing over and over again. And this very familiar. Any solutions? What's any way out? I mean, they could trade for a goaltender, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, I guess, is the solution. They did mm-hmm. make a trade today, John. Yeah, they traded. Uh, they traded their fourth line center for a different fourth line center. Nick but he won three dollars of his
2: face-offs, right? He's won. Yeah, 12 that's almost half
1: in his whole career. Yeah, that's close to half. Close I to mean, half. You know, not it's almost forty close, but I don't know. I don't get it. I didn't. I don't understand this trade they made today. But who was it? They they traded somebody for Ian Cole. Uh, was it last year or two years ago? I can't remember who they dumped for Ian Cole, but that worked out fine because Cole was good.
4: Craig Pattern.
1: Yeah, Pattern. Um, maybe this will turn into the same kind of thing because it was. They done pattern to the, the avalanche, didn't they?
4: Correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: maybe it'll be the same thing where um well Colin I think Jost, will...
4: <clears throat> Jost does have more upside than Nico Stern. Nico Stern wrong has wrung every ounce of talent out of his ability that he has. That there's no additional ceiling. You're not going, ah man. Uh, nico and boy if he could just put it together he's got all the tools no he's big he's strong he's fast he doesn't have hands he works hard that's it that's his game and that's what he does jost i think has a lot more upside but his best position is left wing and that is the wild's deepest position so what a-, a while they have three
1: defensemen whose best position is left wing <laughs> they have 17 so left wings on the roster
4: That's something. I mean, you you touched. Goaltending is the biggest issue. The next biggest issue is defense and their lack of depth. They've got Spurgeon and Rodine. Dumbo was hurt during this slide. He's just coming back. After that, Galagoski. He He really has been
1: the key to how bad the defense has become.
4: Really fallen off. And then after that, there's an ocean. There is you can't see the horizon. Then there's Kulikov. And then there's a whole nother ocean. Can't see the horizon. Then there's John Merrill. And then Ocean. Who they
1: inexplicably love. They love I John don't, Merrill.
4: I don't understand it. He goes out there and he's I mean he's silly. He looks kind of and he's supposed to be fun. He's missing teeth.
1: Yeah, um, I mean he better be at, hilarious because he's not great at acting.
4: Then there's the a galaxy. entire then there's there's um, the
1: distance there's two light years there's the distance to Alpha Centauri (laughs) I'm I'm
3: following yep I know exactly where we're at keep going and then
4: there's Jordy Ben there he is (laughs) standing on the Russian space station (laughs) um you can't even say where Keelan Addison lives in this uh analogy because they refuse to give him any responsibility they just there must be something about him they don't like so it's defensive depth is what they're struggling with. And that's where I think they need to. So my overall point is the goaltending has been their weakest spot. Absolutely. But if there's any position in sports where suddenly somebody who sucks can become good or somebody who's good can suddenly suck, it's hockey goaltending. Hmm. Like you're not going to have like Nico Sturm, isn't going to go score 40 goals. I mean, that's just not going to, he's not, it doesn't, but I, a goalie who sucks can suddenly become
3: good. That happens. So that's the only hope. Yeah, the hot goalie theory. A the hot goalie theory. Well, well uh, yes. Yeah, never thought of it that way before.
2: That might be it. That might be the key. That's the whole. Also, thing. you have to with Joost. Mm. You have to also understand. There's also the change of scenery. Yeah. Some people oh. just need it. Yeah, yeah. The change of scenery and the hot goalie theory. Ryan a new locker room yeah New locker room. Yeah, Ryan Hartman.
4: I mean, there's a Kevin Fiala, Ryan Hartman. Mm-hmm. There's there's multiple examples on this roster mm-hmm. of the change of, of scenery theory.
1: Who is, yeah, I mean, I who mean, is I mean, Iowa's goalie right now? Chicken?
4: Uh, uh, Rand McCaffrey. <laughs> well, it was uh, Hammond, and then he got traded to Montreal. So who is it now?
1: Hmm. If
3: only there was a way to. That's a
4: great.
1: I can't. I can't
3: remember. So the name.
4: such a nobody that I don't even know. who.
1: It's not It's not that Hunter Jones
4: kid, is it? It is. It's Hunter Jones. Is it Hunter
1: Jones? Yeah, that's it. Alright, let's bring up Hunter Jones. It's yeah. time to shine, Hunter Jones. Yeah. I know you're 19 years old or whatever.
4: I think they would rather go to that Wolstead than Hunter Jones. I don't think he's down there in Iowa oh, yeah. making everybody big for Hunter Jones in St. Paul. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have heard about it. Right. In my opinion, I think we probably, somebody would have said me. they would have started a Movement.
3: All right. So we stay the course and we hope a goalie gets hot.
4: And at, before the trade deadline, acquire a, some defensive depth. If How many not, days a, until the trade lot, uh, deadline. 21st, first, six.
2: <laughs> Ooh. The NHL
1: trade trade deadline is great because it comes like a day and a half before the end of the season. I was going to say, it. it's All really. Right. It, it really works out very well. Oh, right shit. Here. We got to have a trade deadline.
2: Playoffs start actually eliminate oh, the playoffs before the oh. trade deadline. We got we to do something about that. Lauren, get over here. Gord, get over hey, here. Put it in, Gord.
4: Lauren, I liked
1: it. Chicken, what do you think that... I, I want you to give me a percentage chance that they trade for Marc-Andre Fleury.
4: Uh, five.
1: Mm, little lower than I was thinking. I was thinking like 11.
4: I think Bill Guerin is going to be very, very hesitant to give up a first round draft pick. And that's what it will take. And I don't think Fleury has been much better than Talbot or or Kakinen. So it's not like he's some sort of savior, but um, I think there's just a good, a chance that Talbot or Kakinen turn it around is is Fleury. He he hasn't been magnificent down there. All right. You would only want to give up a first round draft pick for somebody you are ninety five percent sure, ninety five percent certain is going to do the job. And I don't know that you have that certainty with his stats.
2: And they're in on the, the right side; they're boned in their conference if they don't. I mean, they're they're it's a tough conference. I mean, they're, all of their playoff matchups are deadly, right? And
4: they've been poor against all of their. Those potential matches—they're oh, like they're like God. one in six or something against those matches. This didn't so want to be not, here. It's not like God good. damn it!
0: <laughs>
4: Which is why I think I could see them like making a big old splash, like two giant moves, not just one. And nobody thinks it's going to happen, but who would have thought he would have bought out Crazy and sewer Right, and then he went and did it. So this is a guy that does stuff nobody's expecting.
1: Do you want to hear my silver lining for the wild in their future?
4: That's all I want to hear. I I want a small silver lining, but here we go.
1: So either this year or next year, I can't remember. The wild to have a compensation pick come in their way that I think is, it's either between the first and the second round or in the second round because Paul Fenton's draft pick was so terrible. They're never going to sign him and they're going to, they're going to get a new, they're going to get a different pick back just because he's never going to play in the NHL.
4: Matt Johansson. I love this that year. role. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's this. It's I this think it's this year. Yeah.
1: It was such a bad draft pick. They, they spent their first round around a Swedish defenseman that even like, even like Sweden's world juniors team was, were like, uh, he's not actually on our radar. He's the perfect age. This is the age he should be, but he's not really going to be on our team.
2: Like yeah, he just wants this. to be in how? Lars von Trier movies. Uh, yeah, he only uses natural light in, in his student films. He has how no many, interest in hockey whatsoever. How long ago
3: was this? I feel like we talked about
2: this, and there were
3: it's you like guys were like, been, "This guy fucking sucks."
4: Ago. Right? It was your brother-in-law <laughs> drafting a kicker first round in his face while <laughs> <football laughs> drafting. Everybody's like, "What?"
1: what so when you, when you look at draft picks, the Wild have got an extra one coming their way just for. Suffering for the last few years from that terrible pick, you know, it's a good silver lining when it takes like
3: 17 minutes to explain what's <laughs> actually happening. <laughs> it's all we got right now. It's all we got. Uh, do you want to play our famous game where I ask you what hockey reference says their percentage chance of winning the Stanley Cup? All right, let's do it.
1: <sighs>
3: Jonathan say, is giving us oh, a two percent, I'll,
4: I'll say nine.
3: Uh, it's right in the middle 4.3 4.3 percent that was yes Stu actually was on ask mr puck that is where i was gonna land yeah (laughs) yeah. he he texted me that exact thing he just said (laughs) he wanted to give you guys a chance he he knew it
2: i am curious how far it's gone down during this skit because there were articles being written in publications that were on the internet and not just the disreputable yeah. websites that we like, but like <laughs> like good websites with fact checkers that said the FILED were really good this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm and it's just a bummer. They were so fun to watch. Now they're they're not fun. That's true. They're sad. <laughs> That's true. I'm sad. <sighs> uh huh.
3: Yep. Yep. Okay, should we move on to the most stable franchise locally? It's but insane. at
1: least we got the Timberwolves, everybody—the Minnesota Timberwolves. This. None of this Where,
3: makes any sense at all.
4: What are you people thinking? The least None amount of, of
3: drama. drama you? The most stable, steady you? Eddie. You can set your watch <laughs> to these guys. Don't do this. Competent. No of this drama. Makes sense. None nothing of it makes messy. Sense. Zero chaos, so walk scared, away, right? Man. Walk away, so tune scared. in, and you expect to see a competent team. And you know what you get you get a competent team in a well played game, crisp, well coached. They like each other, all of it's happening. Our Minnesota Timberwolves, I can't understand it, I don't understand
2: anything that's happening <laughs> every I night. They just are pretty good,
3: just all season, they're just pretty good. They lose a couple, they win a couple, they all
2: get along. of is just st- is taking the t-shirt cannon and shooting t-shirts to the kids in the crowd.
3: During a game, During a guy the game. playing in the game grabs a t-shirt cannon and fires him off into the upper deck. And it was
2: just, it's just good, clean fun. You Carl know, Anthony Towns is burying the best coach in NBA history. He <laughs> scored most 60 coach. points.
3: He scored 32 <laughs> points in one quarter. They kept I, guarding. They never put a different guy on me. He's like, I guess I'll score every time. And you know what? He went and did it. He's the most clumsy looking human being I've ever seen in my life. Flailing elbows. He looks like Elaine dancing, but on a basketball court and somehow makes every shot. It's all. It is all happening. Chicken. None of it,
2: None of it yeah. makes sense.
3: Can I bother you for a comment on this one? He's just what? been shaking his head. What He's place just... are they?
4: So after all this success, they are so fantastic. What place are they in? <clears> they're are, se- excuse me. They're in, the, in the Seventh conference.
3: place. Seventh the place look... out of 15. Yeah. The look on Chicken's
1: they're... face is exactly the look that he would have if one of us was like, well, we're going to have to have another <laughs> intervention for Brandon.
3: uh uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say the look on his face is the exact look when I told my stepdad I was going to spend all my money on putting some subwoofers into my car when I was in (laughs) high school. I was like, I'm going to get a couple 12s in the back and then I might get some pretty good six by nines in the front, you know, for a little more treble. And he just like shaking his head, like not really judgmental, just kind of sad. Like, I get it. I think I probably was. At one point, as dumb as you, I don't remember it. I don't know that I was, but it's possible that I was. It's just a sympathetic.
1: Yeah, I have a a follow up question, Brandon. Did (laughs) you put those speakers into your car? I did. Second follow up question. What kind of car was it? It was a
3: 1991 Mazda protege.
1: Third follow up question. Have you always been this awesome or did it just start then? (laughs)
3: That was the that was it. I really unlocked some stuff for me as a human. Uh, no, they blew out. Uh, they were uh, cheap. They were aftermarket. I got totally screwed. Um, and he was right. I should not have thought that that was a good idea. They were like, I don't even know what Craigslist was back in nineteen ninety nine, but I somehow I'd found some. Maybe it must have been like somebody's older brother or something was selling some, and they blew out. Which sublime
2: song blew them out?
3: <laughs> uh, it was same in the end. Song number four on yep, their. Yep, that's yeah. I yep, that would have been. Yeah, I really, I really loved that one. Yeah. Um, You're gonna have that. No, it was a lot of it was a lot of Twista and Do or Die. I don't know. This is a deep, deep cut. That's a, Twista's a very deep cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bad music and uh, bad dumb idea. That was the look that we just got from Chicken Fingers right here. When we were talking about how happy we were.
2: But con competence, man, it's pretty incredible to see. Yeah, it's I and mean, again, and it's un- it's not understandable by mm-hmm. people who follow the team and are just people who are familiar with the team's history. None of this makes sense.
3: Uh-uh. No. Right. And the coach is just a very good, smart, mm-hmm. no-frills, basic. Like, when Love they, cool they do shit
2: against Orlando, the worst team in the NBA, then they turn around and beat the best team in the East oh, in Miami. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, that shit does not happen. That is not normal. Those They're are just putting
3: that, in the work, you know? Shoulder to the wheel. I just, nose that, to the grindstone.
2: I'm trying to think of a hot goalie theory for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I just can't. It, my brain can't make it work. They're
3: just doing it. The dirty work. I don't, you know? I
2: don't understand anything. It's... I'm all, I'm all uh, just a Twitter. I, I, none of it's yeah. None of it, none of it scans.
1: It is the it works. As as a community, we need to come together here, and so I, I just want to send out the following request to all people who, for one reason or another, may be at a Minnesota United game. If you see any Timberwolves or Timberwolves executives or head coach Chris, <laughs> if they're at the game, please. Find some friends, find security, find whoever you can and escort them out of there. And Pull the whatever, fire alarm. You
3: don't want to be here. You don't want any part of this. Whichever the companions they might
1: have, don't try to establish whether it's their wife or not. Just get yep. them out of there. Nothing good's going to happen. We've been down this road before. Sacha Gupta, I don't
3: good. know why you're here. You got to go, man. I don't care if Listen. you're alone, if you're on like a field trip with your kids at school. I don't give a
1: shit. You got to go, buddy. I don't care how much you love this game. Nothing good is going to happen here. Watch it on TV, pal. Yep. Go on home. It's on TV today. Um,
3: Okay, so I know it's going to end poorly. It's the Timberwolves. I will just say,
2: oh, sorry, continue.
3: It's the first time in a very long time where I don't know, and maybe, John, you can help me out with this as a diehard. Mm Mm-hmm. They were, they were good a few years ago with the, in the Thibodeau era with Jimmy Butler. And, and it while awful. it was happening, Tibbs. we said, this sucks. Uh, I'm glad that they're good. I like some of the young guys. Tibbs is an absolute pain in the ass. Jimmy Butler, we know, is not going to be here very long. We know exactly how this one's going to end. We know how this is going to go south. I'm just saying right now, I would love your opinion on predicting how this one's going to go south. This is the hardest it's been able to see in many years. Obviously, we can say, well, Anthony Edwards is going to spontaneously combust very soon. He'll just be blown to smithereens in some some weird way. And Carl anthony Towns at that point will, maybe they'll get in a car accident with each other. I mean, there's, there's, but they're all pretty weird ways. Right now, it's all kind of classically set up as a team who's going to be good for a while. The coach is not like 90 years old so that's not an obvious one. The front office is not, I guess maybe they could hire a really shitty front office person above our friend Sachin but John we know it's
1: going to go bad. Can you explain to me how? All right, here we go. The Nuggets and the Mavericks are going to win the remainder of their games they're already pretty much on as the they've way. been doing Yeah, <laughs> they win every game they play the Timberwolves have been doing fine but they can't pick up any ground on the on the teams they're competing with to stay out of the play-in tournament mm-hmm. so the Timberwolves will end up in a play-in game against the Clippers the only other semi-competent team below the sixth seed in yep. the Western Conference mm-hmm. they've already lost to the Clippers a number of times they'll lose to the Clippers again
3: they'll get pissed then... up by the Clippers because the Clippers will have Kawhi Leonard back or Paul George back or both or something or other and we'll be very excited. We'll be hosting this game and you and I yep. John know we have actually truly seen this game a couple times this year. Every time we play the Los Angeles Clippers, they beat us by 50 fucking points.
1: Yeah, they it's destroy us to 83.
3: It is the most embarrassing thing in the whole entire world. I do know that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I agree that's going to happen
1: yep. and then they're going to come up into a do or die play in game. Yep. Against the Los Angeles Lakers, who at that point will be 29 and 53. The worst team ever to make the playoffs.
3: They lose every and game by 30 points. And then they, and then LeBron they scores 55 other. points they and they win basketball. by two. That's the only yeah. options right now. He has the best game of his life. and They win by two or a regular game and they lose by 30. There's never been a more miserable collection of human beings playing basketball together than this year's Los Angeles Lakers. Do or die game. Us against them. What happens then?
1: then the Timberwolves lose to the Lakers <laughs> and this whole thing burns to the ground. No, I, that's how this, that's how this ends.
3: Okay. That's M-O-S. how this season ends. I'm guessing I'm, I'm asking like, even if that shit happens and we're kind of joking, but it's not even like an unrealistic thing. And it actually wouldn't even be a terrible thing to lose the Clippers who are good. Or to lose to the Lakers who have AD back. And even though they're a disaster, he's fucking amazing. And it's one game and it's LeBron and AD who are awesome. Even that sort of worst case scenario ending to the year still feels like, yeah, you know, other teams got hot. We were still good and competent and had a lot of fun this year. I'm wondering if you think, how is this all like all going to go bad? Like this whole run of this crew.
1: Well, I mean, this is for two years. I have been banging the drum that I want this to work. The Timberwolves to work for this specific collection of players, because I like all of them. I like Mm -hmm. all of these players and it's easy to have sort of this family vibe where everybody loves each other in the middle of a season, but you've got a lot of talented players down this roster, Jalen Noel, or even like Nas Reed, who have enough talent that they don't have to accept playing you know those guys will play they'll play 21 minutes one night and then they'll play zero minutes the next night Mm -hmm. because Finch is doing a pretty good job of keeping everybody engaged and everybody's getting a chance to play but at some point a lot of those guys are going to be looking for bigger roles and it's just going to sort of collapse from within it feels like like Pat Bev is signed for next year but he's just going to be one year older one year grumpier yeah I don't It feels like it needs to work right now or it's not going to work at all. Maybe that's just because I've been hoping so I've I've been pulling so hard for it to work for two years that now that it's happening, Mm -hmm. I just I'm I'm so excited about it right now and also already pre fearful about what's going to happen later.
3: My takeaway from that is it's not it's not going to work because you want it to work so badly. And I think you're right.
1: That's that's right it's cuz of you john yeah well i mean <laughs> it's been it's been utterly amazing over about the past month cuz we've been talking on this podcast for 2 years about how I, you know i've been saying ridiculous things like i wouldn't trade jared vanderbilt for ben simmons under any circumstances not even okay. straight up yeah and because i i like jared vanderbilt so much and i want him to succeed and i want i want the timberwolves to win and i want everyone to love them and This has been a ridiculous take for almost that entire time. And then suddenly over the last month, everyone is like, I love everybody on this team. Uh This is really fun. I really like everybody. And it's like, it's happening the way I wanted it to happen. And I know that can't last.
3: Yeah, you're right. It can't because at some point right now, there's not really any expectations on a lot of these guys. And pretty soon there will be and contracts. And again, Jalen Noel thinks he deserves more playing time and Anthony Edwards is shooting the ball too much and whoever yeah. else Delo is getting mad about it and all that and it just kind of implodes from expectations. so even like okay, all this,
1: all the smart guys were like man Delo is the worst and then there was me and you out there going actually Delo is the best and yeah. we love him we love Delo and everyone D-Lo. said this is stupid and now even the smart guys are coming around and they're like you know Delo is actually a really important part of this team they need Delo on this team and finally
3: He looks like a dad out there. He's so slow. Doesn't (laughs) never sprints. Barely, barely even gets into a jog, but makes all of his old man shots, bank shots and shit. It's great. He's
1: like, (laughs) if he stands up straight, he's seven foot four, but he's just (laughs) slouching all the time.
3: Yeah. Tip in starts. He's checking his phone. Yeah. All right. Puts it in his, he has pockets in his shorts for some reason. Super (laughs) weird. His keys are always jangling <laughs> around and wearing blue jeans underneath his uniform <laughs> shirt. Oh man. Okay. I think you're right. That that does make the most sense. I mean, I know it'll go bad, but yeah, it has been such a, it is the most fun
2: seven C that's ever yeah. existed. And chicken has brought this up on Twitter before <laughs> the Timberwolves fans who have stuck through all of this to get to this. You beautiful souls! I don't know. <laughs> we I talked ourselves into it again. Unbelievable! I don't know how. Because I know they're all waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. But um, and like as with the NHL, this is a, a loaded conference.
4: Yeah, they're yep. fucked. Yo, <laughs> There's yeah.
2: no way they're gonna get beyond the first There's,
4: round. From everything I can hear, they are. It, it, everything that's gone well, the reasons why you love them. This is so fragile. Like you, anything beyond a whisper will just tear this thing apart. It's if Pat, if, if you your guy Pat Beverly or whatever, if he gets injured, like today, it's over. It's done. It's um, you come up with these convoluted things. No, all it takes um, is like one guy. Chicken,
2: one of the um, okay. um last night, cat uh, went for sixty, and then one of their best players. Um, one of their best role players, Jaden McDaniel, twisted his ankle with 42 seconds left. He's he did, off for like two carry, weeks minimum. Carried off the court. Yep, off for you two weeks minimum. That's want to say it out loud. You want It's just, right there. It's right there. It's it is it's fragile. Success. It's yeah. so fragile. It's like people just, like it's like all of like B- Britney Griner's people saying, "Hey, don't talk about this shit. Russia's going to hold her for ransom." And then everyone's like, "Oh, Britney Griner!" And then it's like, <laughs> God "Damn no, it, shut up. Pretend we don't care. Shut just up. don't say her name. Just pretend you don't." You don't even have to pretend to hate women's basketball. All of you hate women's basketball. We know <laughs> that. Shut easy. Up.
3: It should come natural to you.
2: Yes. Oh.
3: They're so close to a six seed is, you know, so they're, they're seventh right now. They're most likely not going to get it because their teams are hot. But a six seed would be incredible because they would play the three seed. And even if they lose, it would just be fun. <laughs> oh, you can see it. Ah, oh, it's so
1: close. It's so
3: close.
2: Just, it's right there. I wanna, you, just, you can touch ah. it. It's like, oh.
1: I want to take this time to ask for your patience and your care from all of you who are wondering why we are so loving and protective towards a team with the 12th best record in the league.
4: <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to me. It's they're the 12th best
1: team you. in the league. And we're going like, mean... to keep you their names out of your filthy mouth. <laughs> Without <laughs> any
3: baggage, you. you would think though, that they're, cause they're so young. Mm-hmm. They're, they're little mm-hmm. babies. They're little little children out there running without the Timberwolves baggage. If this was the Indiana Pacers or something, you'd be like, holy shit, this is going to be the next team. This is it. We saw it happen. It was so many at golden state and o- Oklahoma city and all these like young teams who we knew were going to get good. And they got good. All those teams did the linear sort of progression as you'd expect. It ain't going to happen for us. I just don't know how.
2: And that's, and that's the thing. It's just like with the wild, they were so fun to watch the first two thirds of the season. Just so goalie. fun, just just you know, flying all over the ice. I uh, like you know, even some would pull the goalie halfway through the second period and win just because, just to prove something. I don't know what to what. I mean, and there was then, five years worth of dramatic victories that happened in half
3: of a season for the Wild, right? Yeah, yeah. Every other night was some insane. As you were talking about pulling the goalie, coming back for three goals down, man, it was just uh,
2: fire so, wagon in yeah, a way the whole fire wagon all the First, fire wagons there was fire wagons upon fire wagons it was <laughs> it was like infinite fire wagons fire and, wagons uh, all the way down <laughs> yeah and like in the Timberwolves have been the same way just fun they've been enjoyable to watch uh, unlike the entire viking season both the wild and the timberwolves have been absolutely worth whatever if you can find valley sports north on any platform i don't think you can yeah, legally I don't. There's no legal means in which to find <laughs> that that network. God, I but, fucking hate hand. that app so much. I
1: stole my so five horses- different ways for Bali and it never works.
4: It's so horseshit. Oh, oh. Yeah.
1: so I stole it from my
3: buddies. Uh, he has got cable, and so I got him to set up an online account or whatever, and he sent me his login. And it worked for a few weeks. It was great. I mean, when it worked, you know, a lot of times it it would just kick me out or whatever. And then I log in. The other night it goes connect to watch and chicken, you know, this every once in a while, you got to re-log in every two weeks yep. or something. And I put in the, uh, the username and the password. And I did the little eyeball thing where you can see the password just to yep. make sure. Cause you got to, yep. um, and I pressed connect and I was right. And I pressed connect and it said, you've tried too many times. You're locked out. You have to change your password. Like, what well, I tried the one time and it was correct. What did you want me to do in this scenario? Valley sports app. It's
4: the frustrating part was the Fox sports North app was perfect. It worked. It was simple. It worked every time. Perfectly. No glitches, no hangups. It was what three years ago, like it's technology that's three years old, which in technological terms, it might as well be 300 years old. Right, right. But it was perfect. And they changed it to something that doesn't work at all. Mm-mm. So my point is they have, they own something. They obviously own the rights to that app, the Fox Sports North. End. Just go back to it. Like, what are these meetings that they're having? Nope. We're just going to, we're just going to keep plugging along. You have something that works. Why would you keep... They're not making changes to the Bally app. They just keep plugging along with this piece of shit. they get, They got to be getting complaints up the ass every day. They're getting 400 a day from me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 31% <laughs> of our users are not able to see In it. They get kicked nation, out every time. Everyone
2: agrees that this sucks. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, you, can like try the, you can try those like janky internet feeds that are from like Belarus and you know you get pop-ups that are all like you know showing (laughs) the images that are like you know testing the elasticity of the human rectum and you it's just there's you're just trying to watch a fucking hockey game that's too long for a title but that's the i wish that could be i apologize that was that was the third beer i apologize (laughs) oh my god it is so unbelievably frustrating though uh yeah and again they've been so again it's that, I think, is my overriding point, is how much fun both of those team seasons have been. And again, the recent run for the Wild has sucked, but by and large, incredibly fun and entertaining hockey, incredibly fun and entertaining basketball. And we're all terrified of how it's going to end because we know it's going to end badly. And it sucks. Because I, I, wanted to I want to do it. I want so very bad. I'm just so, I'm I just want
4: to be so I don't, happy for you. I, I, just, I don't give you know, a shit I'm,
2: which team. I want one of the teams to like just get to
4: the second fucking round. Yeah,
2: totally. That's second all I want. Round just one of the teams. Incredible. Second round.
4: That's mm-hmm. all I want. They're not, it's not, they're not going to like. Well, we, I know this chick. I just, I want it to change. <laughs> want it. I, want I it just so want it
3: to happen. Oh, man. Could you imagine a second round? Like, oh, you go to like parties, right? Yes. Someone goes. We're watching the game at my place. Come over and watch it with me. You pound two dozen beers. Two for ones oh, the whole game.
4: That was a lot, quite a long pause in between your. You pound. You pound <laughs>
3: <Okay>. your buddy's <laughs> wife because you're having so much fun. She's into it. Her name's Audrey. You pound just... Audrey, and the second.
4: <laughs> you. You guys are. Like from a sociological standpoint, you mm-hmm. remaining Timberwolves fans are fascinating. It's like stumbling upon a tribe in the I don't know, in Indonesia that's mm-hmm. still fighting World War II. And really? they're like, No, we got it. It's mm-hmm. the Axis. We're, we've got it this time. And you'd like, No, it's you don't. It's over. You no. no. Sociologically, it's fascinating.
3: Well, it's funny because you I could, you know, there are fans who were long suffering that saw it all pay off after so many years. The Red Sox, the Cubs. And it's very funny to be like, well, we could be like that. It's like, yeah, but those guys, that was a successful franchise, though. Like, you know, they've won a lot. Mm-hmm. They were just very yeah. close and just just barely missed. Yeah. You guys are terrible no, that you're not even close. We no. wish we were the Red Sox, the Red Sox, the pre 2004 Red Sox. That'd be the greatest thing to ever happen to the Timberwolves to like yes. have heartbreaking <laughs> losses that mattered. Could you imagine mm-hmm. a game having stakes? I think they
4: are. They may not happened. be now with the 40 wins or whatever you got, but they were the least successful franchise in professional sports history. Mm-hmm. Period. Like oh, winning percentage or statistically. The most losing any franchise has ever had ever ever least successful ever
3: yeah wow, wow. that sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah. it all sucks Well, this year's been very fun.
2: sustainable okay, success uh, John, I guarantee it fascinating John, um, 90 seconds on the Minnesota United go yeah.
1: Well, I, they they came into the season. They had, they had road games at Philadelphia and against the New York Red Bulls and a home game against Nashville. And coming into the season, you looked at that schedule and thought, it's possible that they could end up with one point or no points out of that run. Philadelphia and New York are both tough places to go, decent teams that are going to play well. And instead, they got a win and two draws. They haven't lost a game yet. That's a pretty good result for them. I... I think they haven't played particularly well. Uh their defense has been awfully good and that it is still sort of a sticking point for Minnesota United that their uh, their defense has been good for 3 4 years now but they, there's still a lot of residual residual pain based on their defense for the first couple of years they were in MLS. Their defense has been good, their offense has really struggled. They've they they really are not connecting very well yet. Their best player Emmanuel Reynoso had a terrible game on Sunday. I don't quite know what's happening there. He had some offseason trouble as well, so maybe that's still a hangover affecting him. But the schedule is going to ease up a little bit. But there's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference this year, so they got an uphill battle.
2: But why does every okay. professional sports league put all the good teams in the Western Conference?
1: That's I, I don't know. There's, why do they there's put Minnesota in the of, Western
2: Conference? Because we're clearly an East-West hybrid.
1: It it is amazing that there's probably four teams in MLS that are complete. Total smoldering tire fires, and they are all in the Eastern Conference. So,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: was that less than a minute and a half? I was really yeah. talking fast. That was good to try to great. get into the 90 seconds. Big, Big win fun. on
3: Sunday, is that right, John? Am I
2: remembering right? Yep, huge in, win. Well,
1: they, they stole one on Sunday, they
2: right? Stole one on on Sunday. Goalie theory I'm afraid Sunday.
4: it's not illegal to steal one, have your goalie mm. steal one. <clears throat> i <I'm> goalie, tell <laughs>
2: that's why they play the game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Before before we started the podcast, chicken called Dane St. Clair, Eve St. Lawrence, which I'm never going to not think of. So oh, I, got, I got that to carry around with me. They play San Jose this week. They have to win. San Jose is a very bad team.
3: All right. There we go. Sounds there good. Go. John, good update. Fellas, Great a lot update. of fun. Um, I'm going to stop recording now.
1: Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Great ending.